There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Two months on from those devastating earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. Let's get an update on the work of one Christian aid organisation working to bring relief to victims. Baptist World Aid has been active working with partner churches in Turkey and in Syria after the 7.8 magnitude earthquake and the aftershocks that took tens and perhaps hundreds of thousands of lives and have left millions homeless. Hannah Muda is National Engagement Manager of Baptist World Aid. Hannah's joining us. Hannah, welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. It's great to be here. Hannah, many families impacted by the earthquakes, uh, they've already mm. experienced years of civil war and displacement. Uh, this hasn't been easy for anyone in either Turkey or Syria. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with 50,000 people, you know, approximately killed, um, you, it's a lot to kind of take in. It's whole families with their whole lives being absolutely disrupted and having to deal with the trauma of such events. You know, I think I've read somewhere that about 116, oh, hold on, no, about 16,000 aftershocks um, were experienced. 16,000. So there's a lot of trauma thinking about being able to go back into buildings and trust that the ceiling won't fall down. You know, it's really horrendous um, on that level. And really, all of the figures that you hear, they're all estimates, aren't they? Because the World Health Organization estimating something mm-hmm. like 26 million people need assistance to rebuild their lives. Uh, I heard one yeah. fact, uh, 90,000 buildings damaged or destroyed in Turkey alone. Uh, so when yeah. you're talking death tolls, uh, that's even a rubbery figure. It could be going up or down depending on who you're talking to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And those buildings, you don't sort of think about the the full vastness of what that means because we're also talking about schools. So there's lots of, there's a whole generation of children in that region um, and in both of those countries who are missing out on education and vital years of education. Um, so trying to think about going into temporary structures and trying to teach in those areas, that's a really significant thing. When you're coming to grips with the reality two months after and there are people who still need just basics to survive, how do you feel Mm. about those things? You're getting reports from your partners on the ground. How do you feel about Mm. the fact that it doesn't seem to be a very quick process in getting on top of some of these needs? Oh, great question, Neil. It's it's sort of heartbreaking, really. Um, Yeah, we're getting some real on, on, you know, in real time information, and um, the the slowness of recovery is something that we we all have to kind of take a deep breath in in, in this work and say, you know what, it's 
it'll take time. We're going to get there, but it'll take time. And we have to think longevity with this type of recovery as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's a heartbreaking concept to think about how long it will take for sure. And you're working with those Christian alliances that are on the mm. ground in these two nations. Uh, are they, are they prominent? Uh, are they, having to be, in some sense, uh, because of some of the issues, undercover. How, do, how does it all work with, with these alliances you work with, partnerships? That's a really good question, yeah. Um, so we, I mean, when it comes to disasters, there's a couple of different ways we can uh, activate a response. One of them is through um, some, uh, yeah, some sort of Baptist church networks on the ground, um, and then in other ter- in other ways, and, and they're always sort of implementing partners of um, the partners that we work with regularly. And then other ones are more international um, sort of medical agencies and things that, that are poised and ready to go as soon as a disaster hits. So there's two different ways that we do that. But with the, the churches in particular, um, it's a really good question regarding you know, do they have to be a little bit more careful um, in some some cases? It is a case a bit more in Syria, um, but in many cases the churches there, they're still a part of civil society and, it, you know, they'll still be able to help because there's help that's needed. Um, and so, yeah, so with those alliances, we're working always on the ground with Christian Christian agencies and I, particularly, you know, we're, we're Baptist Lord Aid, so we're really proud to be able to work with our Baptist churches on the ground and we're working with international Baptists as well. You know, um, on one level, we immediately, within 24 hours of the earthquake, um, I believe one of the, the Hungarian Baptists were immediately on the ground with their search and rescue teams. We're highly, highly trained with these incredible dogs able to, um, you know, search through the rubble for, for people who might be trapped. Um, so that's one example of, you know, the, the sort of Baptist alliances all go gearing up and going into gear to get to get um, action on the ground, but yeah, no, we're um, we've, we feel really blessed to be able to um, work together on that, and we do feel as if you know at any given point we are all in it um, able to act in you know the right time. If there was a Pacific something that was happening in the Pacific, we might be best placed therefore to be able to be those people on the ground. So. There's a lot of um, ways that we can be working around that um, and always just really lucky to be able to have those Christian alliances. We always love those stories of a rapid response. And once mm. you get people and teams on the ground, uh, one of the big challenges, no doubt, is trying to sustain that and uh, to bring more oh. teams in. And all of that takes funds as well as people who are just putting up their hands out of the compassion of their hearts. And no doubt mm. uh, there's some appeals, and we'll talk about how people can give to an appeal that you're running. But but when there mm. is enough money, you can do more, can't you? Yeah, certainly. I mean, isn't that always the case? Um, but no, certainly. I think when it comes to disasters, it's really easy to consider giving immediately to help with the immediate issues. And at the, you know, especially at the time of the earthquake, winter, it's freezing conditions. Not only are people displaced from their homes in Turkey and Syria, but they're also needing to have to be warm and to have immediate food, immediate water, um, access to clean water as well immediate medical attention, immediate hygiene kits. So all of that is the kind of stuff that we are able to provide on the go at that moment. But ongoing, um, if we're able to receive more funding um, in um, for situations like this, 
what we can be doing is thinking long term. So what about the rebuilding? What about the recovery? How do we ensure that there's, you know, children um, rehabilitated back into going to school and not missing these vital education years? How are we making sure that people are actually who are traumatised um, are actually coached and supported um, and receive proper counselling um, in order to continue with their lives? What if in a family the primary um, income generator, you know, the person who brought in the most income, what if they were killed in the disaster. We're wanting to make sure that in those moments, we're actually thinking about the future of those families and helping them to recover quicker as well. So how can we be ensuring that that you know there are ways of earning income um, out without that person there? And how are we making sure that um, people can are rehoused in a, in a in a timely fashion as well? There's all of those considerations um, and all things that we can be looking to actually do, and we are hoping to do as well um, in, in various ways um, with more funding. And Hannah, it's easy to think of uh, Turkey and Syria and you think, uh, well, that's two countries and they're in a certain mm-hmm. part of the world, but they are two countries. There are differences there and no doubt you've got to have a, a slightly varied approach dealing with each country because uh, recovery looks different in Turkey than it does in Syria. Yeah, that's very, very right. Um, what you're looking at there are actually two quite different geopolitically um, sort of geared countries. So Turkey might might have borne the brunt um, of the actual earthquake, um, and you know lots of apartment buildings um, that were you know that fell down and, and killed many, many, many people. You might see less numbers have, having um, of deaths in Syria, but the reality is that Turkey has uh, is, is is differently set up. Because of where this earthquake happened on the border, close to where Syria and Turkey are, um, portions of the areas where it was affecting Syria have been sort of governed differently. So some of them were governed with the government and some of them were with local rebel leaders. Um, you've also got a compounding existing refugee and displacement crisis in Syria, which has been continuing for more than 10 years. So you've already got families who were affected in Syria who have already been displaced multiple times and forced, being forced to leave their homes multiple times. You've also got lower um, resource facilities for medical attention as well. So you've got a lot less ability in Syria to, for people to um, be able to be assessed and immediately seen to than it is in Turkey. Turkey. Um, so, yeah, while Turkey is also able to receive direct aid from donor countries, Humanitarian access in Syria is unfortunately at the moment severely limited um, and, you know, raising concerns particularly for those that millions of people in that area of northwest Syria in need of emergency, emergency assistance. We're, we're really wanting to be able to get access to it, um, but in because of the way that it's set up there as far as governance is concerned, you can't really get funding in as quickly. So, yeah, there are... Earthquake hit in, you know, the same region, but um, I do... We're... we're very, really grave concerns for the ongoing rebuild um, because I think that you'll just see that the Syrian side of it will take much longer than the Turkey side. Now, ongoing needs, Hannah, uh, things like mm-hmm. safe drinking water or uh, blankets, clothing, uh, those sorts of emergency shelters, they're still needed two months in and uh, there's still a really big shortage of those? 
Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, well, some of those things you said, I would probably say are actually more of addressing those immediate needs, actually. But um, certainly we could call them, so you can lump them into things called emergency relief. What we're wanting to think about for ongoing is that sort of um, social support for those who were traumatised, um, you know, ongoing income generation. Um, but yeah, that's the sort of ongoing things. But in answer to your question, yes, actually, you, you've got like ongoing water. When you've got the ground erupting in front of you, you're disrupting plumbing, you're disrupting all of the normal fresh water and abilities to turn the tap on. Um, there's a lot there which has actually been disrupted infrastructure-wise. So, um, yes, we, we do need to continue with that. We do need to continue with providing hygiene kits, with, with providing, um, you know, all of the, all of the things that, that they'll, they'll need on a day-to-day basis, um, especially as the temporary shelters rely on that in order to continue moving forward. Well, it's not the time to give up. Turkey and Syria, they suffered mm. dreadful earthquake disasters Uh, We're two months in and just scratching the surface. The needs are immense. Uh, We've got Hannah from uh, Baptist World Aid. Hannah is National Engagement Manager and there is an ongoing appeal with Baptist World Aid. They work with partners on the ground and uh, dollars that are given will find their way into real support for real people in real need. Let me give the website baptistworldaid.org.au baptistworldaid.org.au you can connect with Hannah Muda and you can make a donation there baptistworldaid.org.au Hannah thank you so much for your update today on 2020 you're welcome thank you for having me Neil thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media to find out more about us go to vision.org.au 